Welcome to Sometimes Talking, a podcast about art and the creative process. My name is Michael Legan, and I'm joined by my good friends Kevin Bergquist and Ian Babineau in my studio in St. Paul, Minnesota. This week, we sat down with our friend Alexis. She's a multidisciplinary artist and a founding member of The White Page, which is an artist-run studio, residency program, and gallery space in South Minneapolis. In this episode, she shared her philosophies around many of the thought processes and issues that we all seem to be thinking about as artists. It's a pleasure to have her here, and I hope you enjoy listening to our conversation as much as we enjoyed having it. like start off by just like telling you guys what I've been thinking about lately yeah. what I've been thinking about how I'm gonna go I'm gonna start going to the gym that's yeah. cool I'm gonna work on my core well uh, I'm gonna get some sweatpants to do that okay, okay. yeah nice. I'm gonna be working on my gym like what style. kind of sweatpants um there's kind of a variety of styles wanna... I'm looking for right okay. now but um do you want any suggestions well so I <laughs> yeah probably. yeah yeah well okay so these are really cool, but I don't work out in them. I yeah. actually like wear them out. Okay. Um, Those are the out the, the the casual cool sweatpants. Yeah, yeah I gotcha. And then there's my sister um, got these really cool ones from Gap Body, and they were too big for her, so she gave them to me. Oh, sick. Um, but they're kind of thin, so okay. like I don't know. They're a little see-through-y. Oh, yeah. So she kind of, they, both my sisters have them, my mom has them, I have them. So gap body. And you just like kind of wear them at home. Oh, cool, the home pants. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll show them to you after this. uh, Like next week I'm going to go to yoga. Is that a thing I've ever done before? Absolutely not. Have I made fun of yoga my whole life? Absolutely. Next Mm -hmm. week I'm going to turn into a yoga girl. Yeah, there's like a cool version of like there's like i mean yoga's all fine what, I think, what do but you there's think also the a cool version vers- of yoga that's like that's cool well no just like or just being like actually into like doing the yoga versus yeah. like having like the perfect like instagram photo of you oh doing yeah, yoga. yeah yeah you know what i mean no, like totally. it's like i i think yoga is like easy to make fun of yeah in that way but otherwise it's like no it's really cool thing well to oh do. yeah it's, it and it's so good yeah. for you that's like yeah. the thing too the older I get, the more I'm realizing that I'm, like, so bad at taking care of my body that I'm just, like, yeah. bad at it. And I'm always, like, <laughs> me- like just doing things to, like, fuck up my back or whatever. And I'm just, like, trying to be more thoughtful. Like lifting furniture that you buy like, all the time? Uh, <laughs> yeah, like a really heavy couch that maybe you should have had another person help you with other than your one friend, David, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it almost fell over my banister last night. <laughs> I got so Wait, close. it did or you did? Uh, It did. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought it did. almost no, did. I mean, I could have too, though, if I if had you been were like other... hanging on super oh, tight, yeah. like no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. There's this cool yoga spot uh, just down the street on West Seventh called River Garden Yoga, and that's oh. like very chill yoga. It's mainly like retired people. Yeah, and so like the classes are very like mental health and like stretching yeah. focused. And, like, meditation, and so I really like it. And it's also, a lot of them are donation-based, so you can pay what you can afford. That's cool. And it's, like, no judgment. You just drop your money in a box, so you don't even have to, like, exchange it with anyone. Yeah. And Um, if it's just, like, a room full of olds, I like that, too. Yeah, it's usually, like, like the classes are usually, like, between, like, three and seven people. So it's, like, super small. Yeah. Um, 
And I mean, obviously, I only really go there because I literally walk a half block. Yeah, yeah. But like, um, that's yeah. I I want to get going on that like once a week. Yeah, my friend Gabriella but, teaches at a place in Uptown, and that's why I'm going to start. Is because she was like, "There's this deal you can get ten for ten, like ten days for ten dollars." Oh wow! And so I'm going to do that just what's to get. A, what's the place? Yes, yoga. Oh, yes. Yeah. My friend Gabriella, she teaches there. She's the best. I don't actually have never been to one of her classes, so I literally have no idea. Maybe she's not. But um, I think that that will be a good motivator just to, like, go with another person and force myself to do it because I'm so good at making excuses to not do that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also, first I have to get the whole outfit ready so then I really commit to it, you know? If I spend Mm -hmm. a bunch of money on clothes for it, then I will definitely go. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I did that last year and I ran for three days and then I stopped because I was like, this is awful. I hate running. I hate exercise. Why would I do this? So, you know, someday. Someday I'll loop back. (laughs) Yeah, there was like a, yeah. Talk about nice. art. Yeah. yeah. Let's stuff. get into it. Let's do it. Um, yeah, so we are here with Axel. Um, I don't even know her last name. Steitler. Steitler. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And Axel is your nickname. Correct, but, yeah. So do you want people to know your real name? No, or? I mean, my real name is Alexis Birthgiven. Uh, Axel mm-hmm. is what everybody knows me as for the most part now. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, it doesn't really matter what people call me. I don't really care. Cool. Yeah. Um, so this is Axel. Um, <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> a nice little wave just to describe it. Um, yeah, so we met Axel like a month ago or like, yeah, I met Axel at an art event and mm-hmm. well, kind of actually on Instagram really like, um, somehow we followed each other and she makes really cool drawings and we met and I was like, I want to print those drawings and that happened yeah we did that yeah. it was a thing and brought some color to her work yeah. um yeah uh and then uh <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> when i met you yeah you come over to print oh yeah, yeah. and then awesome. i met your whole family too yeah that was sweet we, i think we were like out for a birthday or something yeah your it was, your, yeah. It was it your, your brother's birthday yeah you got invited to my brother's birthday yeah i did get invited <laughs> it was did really nice no i didn't go <laughs> <laughs> i should have though should've no I, was your family upset with me for they were really upset yeah <laughs> i showed up to my brother's birthday and he's like where's michael where is that where is it where is well he was calling you Alexis because oh, yeah. you introduced yourself. I, so, I know I always introduce myself as that because yeah. I don't want people to feel uncomfortable if they don't oh, know my yeah. real name. Yeah. I've had a situation happen where I was like dating somebody for three months and then they were like, like, why did your parents name you Axel? And I was like, oh, yeah, no, they didn't. <laughs> Just like forgot <laughs> no, to mention. No, that that's not really what, how that – nope, it's Alexis. <laughs> this isn't going very well. <laughs> this isn't going very well. <laughs> we're not connecting. This is <laughs> no. No. Well, yeah, so, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but so you came to Minneapolis by way of a residency at Northern Clay? Is I wasn't, that what no, 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 I moved out here, I went to college at a small school in Western New York called Alfred University, ceramic-based for the most part. Okay. Um, they, I mean, like, they do everything, but they're known for their ceramics department. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking for a place to move after college and just kind of, like, 
picked Minneapolis and then was doing like I was okay, working tell- at the Northern Clay Center and doing like some things there. But okay. and I had a studio there for a little while. Can too. I ask where you're from originally? I grew up in Pennsylvania and Texas. Oh, cool. So like half of my life in Erie, Pennsylvania, around there. Yeah. Uh, and then the other half outside of Dallas. Okay, right mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. I got some wow. friends in Dallas. So when yeah. you were like looking at where you wanted to move and like was it just completely open and you just I somehow came across Minneapolis? Well, or? so I knew my brother was here for law school. Um, okay. And he and I are fine. We're friends, I'd say. He's a lawyer. We have different lifestyles. Uh, if, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Peter, he's a really nice guy if you ever seen it. Um, but I, yeah, I was just like looking at different cities. I had, there was like a group. When we left school, there was, like, a group that went to Detroit. And then I also Mm -hmm. knew some other people who were moving out this way. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, in my head, when I was young, my mom came through Minneapolis when she was, like, 23 in the 70s and, like, had always, like, spoken the world of – she's like, oh, if I had ever moved anywhere, it would have been to Minneapolis um, because she thought it was so cool. And so I think when I was, like, young, that kind of, like, stuck with me – and I knew that I was, like, more of a smaller city. I'm just kind of, like, into smaller cities. So it was, like, between, like, Pittsburgh and here. And, like, I was toying with the idea of Philly, but just, like, didn't really feel like doing that for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of ended up here. So I didn't visit. I just moved. Okay. Um, Did you know anyone here besides your brother, I, had, I guess, Yeah, or? yeah. I had some. I had – there were, like, two other people, two yeah. or three other people who had moved here the year before after school. Okay, cool. Um, and then after that, a bunch of other people from Alfred moved out here too. So there's, like, a Sick. big Alfred collection um, okay. here in Minneapolis. Still? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, totally. Um, always trying to convince people to move here ever since, you know, so well, – you- you got your whole family to move here. Yeah, my whole family <laughs> relocated to Minneapolis. No shit. That yeah, yeah, one wow. after the other. Both of my sisters have kids, so my one sister and I are like best buds. Um, so when she was looking, she was living in D.C. and just had a kid, and kind of realized that it was like too expensive to ever like buy there. Yeah. Um, so she moved out here so we could be close. So I live like ten minutes walking from her. So go over Sorry. all the time. Yeah. Uh, and then my other sister moved out here from D.C. a few years ago. And my parents just moved here from New Mexico like a year or two ago. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I think that they are regretting the cold really? part of it. I mean, it's just they haven't lived in cold climate since I was, you know, since I was like 12. Um, yeah, down in Texas, yeah. Yeah, yeah they were in Texas. And then after I graduated high school, they moved to New Orleans. Oh, and then yeah. from New Orleans to Albuquerque. So they've yeah. like kind of like been spread out over like the warmer climates mm-hmm. um, and haven't had to deal with snow. And now they're like older and dealing with snow and ice and like not enjoying it. But they get to hang out with the grandkids all the time. So, and like, do you think too. they'll stay? Yeah, I mean, they bought a house in Northfield. And Northfield is a wonderful little, if you guys ever been? I've been, but like not much. Oh, not it's much. great. Yeah. yeah, it smells like it, the Maltamil factory is there, so it always smells like s'mores uh, and mm. other things. You just wake up and you just waft in. Cool. I know it's <laughs> honestly a really nice smell. Um, so, and it's like a cute little town. So, I think that that is like they are planning to eventually like retire into the house. I think that they're in. Okay, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I think if I think they're planning on staying here at this point. Um, to watch like the grandkids grow up and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're all really nice. close too. So I like talk to my mom like every day. And, oh, really? Every day? Uh, pretty much, yeah. If she doesn't hear from me, she gets worried 
because mm. I have uh, always been an over communicator, so she always knows what's up with me. And so if it's if it's like a few days without hearing from me, she's like, something's wrong. Are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just like an adult and probably don't need to talk to my mother every single day. <laughs> oh, I probably don't need to share every part of my life with my mom. So I was going to say, like, I see my parents like once a week, probably, or once every other week. And I thought that was a lot, you know? Uh, my mom is just really funny. And she cracks me up. So, like, I love to get her perspective. We're just, like, buds at this point. So, And I get really bored when I'm walking and I have to walk the dog a lot. And so I have, like, a call list I go down. It's always, like, starts with mom. Then I go to my friend Brittany who lives in New York. And then, like, just goes down the list until somebody answers. Nice. Yeah. Love to talk. That's a good habit. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I do that when I'm driving, but, like, not even enough. Yeah, yeah. I think that it forces me to keep in contact with certain people, which is really nice. Um, I'm, like, really good at staying in touch when I don't live near somebody because of that. Because of my just boredom. I get so bored so easily (laughs) and love to talk about everything all the time. Well, like, people who have commutes for work are good at that because you do it when you're driving. But, like, my friends who live in L.A., they call me more than I call them because yeah. they're like driving for an hour and they need to kill yeah. the time. LA. <laughs> you were just out there. I was just out there. Uh, so much driving. Yeah. When we first got there, I was like, why is everybody so mad all the time when they're driving? And then by the end, I was like, fuck this. This yeah. is awful. Everybody's driving all the time. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, but, and I, LA is just too big for me too. So, yeah. And I had, I had like a blast with my friends that I went with and I have like some good friends out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we just mostly went to, like, every bar we could think of to go to to try to find, like, a cool place to hang out. I was expecting to go to L.A. and just see, like, all the sexiest people I've ever seen. I think that – and I don't know where we went, but we just didn't. <laughs> I don't know where we were. You didn't see sexy people? No, not really. I was like, ugh, people in Minneapolis, way sexier. We also <laughs> thought that we went to – what's the museum out there, the Getty? We were positive yeah. that we went to the Getty. We were, this is so stupid. I probably shouldn't be saying this story out loud, but we thought we Say went it. to the Getty. Turns out we didn't go to the Getty. Okay. Where'd so we were like, we, we were describing this to my friend Ben. We're like, yeah, it's just like so weird that you can't get into the building. There's like no museum there. And he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, just like, there's no museum. It's just outdoor. I don't think I realized that the Getty is like an outdoor art exhibit thing and he's like that's just not right <laughs> where were you i was like i don't we realized we went to the getty villa but i guess oh. that there's also a museum there that we just couldn't find for some reason <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we just kind of flopped there i uh, had a great time the views hey, are beautiful right, yeah. you can see the ocean yeah michael might move out to la oh wow well i just want that's to, news to me let's hear about it i don't want well, i want to hear about know. it are you really gonna be in LA? Well, I just went out there. I I may have crisscrossed with you actually. Oh yeah. I was there. Um, I don't know March, not March, February. Do you guys hang out on Instagram stories? Oh yeah, um, I was posting a lot. I was really I was there, like, active. A month ago. Yeah. Same. I, yeah. Just this is a lot of ago? my favorite music is out there and yeah. Um, I don't know. I've always lived here, so I, I kind of like. And like growing this tiny bug inside of me that well, wants there's to like, try something. Different. There's a lot yeah. out there that's happening, which is cool. And I also like everybody I know who lives there loves it, you know, yeah. other than like the driving and you find like the right neighborhood. There's a lot of stuff that's, I don't like about it. But yeah. Like I, I enjoy, um, I don't know, I enjoy the outdoors of Minneapolis. Like being yeah. able to go um, 
from downtown either St. Paul or or Minneapolis yeah. to like a hiking trail yeah. in like three seconds. I think that there's a lot really like special. that there though too. Yeah, yeah. Like the, yeah there's a lot of hiking like and stuff. Good hiking very close in the city, you know, because yeah. it's such yeah. a spread out city sure. yeah. that like yeah. you can find. Because like I feel like like. New York would feel like you're, you're pitching you, this to me. You're you're gonna make me. Uh, that's good. you didn't know. Like that's what I was planning to do on this podcast. It's just oh, to get like, Michael to move to yeah, LA. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. happen. Yeah. It's that roommate, you know, like drama that we were talking. Yeah, about you're just earlier. you're just trying to get him out. <laughs> get the fuck out of this <laughs> situation. To get him out. <laughs> that's Man. not um, true. You guys love living together. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we really do. Probably too much. So what, yeah. Kevin? Let's talk about art. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Well, I, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting out there though because I know a bunch of people who are moving to like Joshua Tree right now too, oh. and which is kind of like when we went out, we went and spent a few days in Joshua Tree, and we we're like, that I've never was, been. Was it cool? It's so cool, and it's. I mean, I would love. It sounds like I think that we're building up in our heads because like the great thing about Minneapolis is like the seasons. The awful thing about Minneapolis is the winter and how long how it long it is. Yeah. And like this year it felt so fucking, so fucking rough. Long. Yeah. So rough. Definitely. And I like I like the extreme climate because it like does force you to kinda of like lock down in the winter and get a lot of work done. Whereas in the summer I'm like hanging out all the time and That's biking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. too much I, I do like yeah. that about winter. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I mean I would also love to like not be in Minneapolis all winter long. And so we were all like toying with the idea, my friends that I went with of just like moving out to like an area like Joshua Tree for like a few months out of the year. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how I mean I don't make I don't have any money, so like <laughs> I because I hate to work. Um ugh. but yeah. it would be <laughs> it would be cool to figure something like that out and like figure out a way to make it like don't you think I, I feel like that's my ultimate goal is to like freelance yeah. and have my freelance network like spread, like not be geographically constricted yeah. to Minneapolis so that I can like pretty much go wherever be you like, want. hey, I want to live for two months in Berlin. Yeah, this totally. Year, or like two months, like, yeah. yeah, avoid winters always and find somewhere that you want to like post up. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, just snowbird it. Yeah. And that's like I'm trying to snowbird well, in my twenties. Like in my late twenties. Like, I want to like pursuing like the retired lifestyle that our parents oh, are starting to think about. For sure. Yeah. I like would love to be retired. Oh, the things I would yeah. do with my time. You know? Yeah. I'd get well, so I mean, much done. <laughs> I would. I would get so much done. I'd make so much bread. I would I'd be work like on so, so much. much more productive. I would know? be oh yeah. And I hardly work right now. I hate working. But so what do you do for work? Like, tell us about like, so obviously you do art, but then like, how do you balance that and actually live as a human? So I do some cleaning, which is good money, um, but uh, boring. And then I do, I work at a friend's restaurant too. So I work at like this little restaurant in town a few nights a week. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just a variety of odd jobs that come my way. So Mm -hmm. I'm into like the odd job lifestyle of just like figuring it out. Um, so I always figure it out and that's just sort of like where I try to like end up. I'd love to, I'd love to start saving money. Yeah. I would love to have a 401k. I don't know if you guys ever think about that stuff. What's that? Uh, Of course. We don't need to do that. Um, I didn't. So that's how uh, I did not know uh, what that was. Um, but yeah, so I do that for financial stuff and money and then just, a bunch of other projects, really. Um, I just, like, helped a friend paint something for Moon Palace Books. 
Oh, cool. Um, we just we were just over there. there. Yeah, We were at yeah. the Trilon last night. I had yeah. no idea that they, that they moved. Yeah, they yeah. moved. That's and really they really cool bookstore. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> bookstore. And they also are opening like a venue and also a pizza shop. Oh, wow. uh, sure. So they're doing it all, which is like a very exciting thing for Minneapolis to have. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a great – it's going to be a great spot. So my friend um, Nate <laughs> approached me about like helping him do a project for that. Um, nice. Like doing some painting. So that was a cool little thing to do. And I'm, I'm hoping to pick up more stuff like that where I just like little weird things, like little weird projects that make a little bit of money, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did you ever make um, – did you ever sell six curtains? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. I still can't figure that one out. Got really into making shower curtains for a little while. Uh just not practically though. Like I love mm-hmm. to not do things in a practical way where I'm like, oh, yeah. you could print on them. I'm like, I'll hand paint all of them. And then <laughs> that will take a lot of time and <laughs> then it will cost a lot of money to make. Uh, and yeah. nobody, all of my poor, poor friends will not be able to afford anything. So I gave a lot of them away. I actually have to, I'm finishing some up for a friend in Detroit right now. Nice. Um, I'm going to, uh, I'm dipping into I'm really into home goods right now because mm-hmm. uh, I love my home and so I'm going to work on some pillowcases I think now also hand painted so very spendy yeah. uh, I'm going to make some for my mom Nice. Yeah, yeah. Leaf floated me a little bit of money last month, so I owe her some pillows. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So you. We're working at Northern Clay when you first moved here, yeah. and then, like, you and some friends decided to start a gallery. We did, yeah. We were originally looking for just studio space, and because I was like looking to leave Northern Clay Center and like be somewhere where there was like, like people were just doing different things other than just ceramic stuff. Yeah. So we found this little storefront in like pretty far south Minneapolis and started like a gallery space and studio space called the White Page. And that we just hit the fourth year of doing that. So we had a residency program still going on. I exited it in November. But um, there's like a residency program, studio space, multi-use space sort of a thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, we've all been to the White Page and love it. I haven't been in. You haven't been? I've driven by it a million times. Yeah, yeah. I've not been in. It's a. There's an opening tonight. Yeah? Yeah. 7 to 10 p.m. if you want to go. Go early. Yeah. I got hockey later, but I could get it. Like, <laughs> we'll talk later. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Cool yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it's a cool gallery. Like, you guys did like music stuff. Yeah. Did you do music in the basement a little bit too? Or? Um, so at the new space, so we so we had like this older space that was pretty far south Minneapolis, and we were there for the first year or two, year maybe. And oh, we, I didn't even know that you had switched spaces. Yeah, 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 we relocated after that time because our friend Forrest Wozniak, friend and landlord, like later on landlord, uh, approached oh, us. Cool. He's a Minneapolis sign painter and yeah. just like the nicest, sweetest guy in the world. Um, mm-hmm. He bought this building on 34th and Cedar and approached us, just sort of saying like, "Hey." I would love for there to be, like, a gallery space here, basically. And so, like, write me up something about, like, the space. And we did. And then we relocated. And then as we did that, we were talking with a bunch of these guys who had us. They – where was that at? It's not – it was in St. Paul? I can't remember where it was at. Um, they had a different studio space called Mirror Lab Studios. And we decided to – so they do mostly, like – they do a lot of film work. Okay. Um, they're just – 
great guys too. Um, so we talked with Sam about like joining forces to a certain extent with like the studio space. And we all moved into this new building um, on 34th and Cedar. And then, so the studio space expanded a lot um, because in the old one, it was only like there, it was just like a, a small storefront with like a small basement. Okay. Whereas this one is like double storefront with the basement space and also like garage. So um, you use one of the storefronts though as like a screen printing studio? Uh, well, there's one guy there who does screen printing. Casey? So Casey Demi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He does like screen printing and other stuff there. Um, and then there's like Jonathan Kaiser. He does like more sculptural work. There's Zoe Melf who does tintype photography. Um, there's John Marks who does like film work and music. Okay. Um, Sam Houlihan who does like film um, and like photography. And, oh, there are, like, some – I'm blanking on names right now. Um, there are a bunch of people there, though, who are doing a bunch of really cool things who are just kind of, like, really active in, like, the scene and have been for, like, you know, a decade or so. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, and so you left, mm-hmm. and, like, I feel like that was probably a pretty big decision. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> I – it was. It was a hard decision to make. Like, what happened – or, like – yeah, how did you feel leading up to that? And just oh, like, I just needed what? to do something different. I mean, like the four of us had worked together for so long, um, and we'd been beds like buds for so long. Yeah, and I wanted to. Fo- I just kind of wanted to do normal life stuff, and yeah. like do my own thing. And I definitely lost steam at the end, which is mm-hmm. like a hard thing to see in yourself of being like, oh, I'm losing steam, and like maybe it's time to exit. And it's a hard thing to admit. Of, like, the time of, like, yeah, it's, like, I need to move on, you know? Yeah. Um, But I was glad that I did. And I'm figuring it out as I go. I think that, for me, the coolest part of that space was, like, running the residency program and, like, meeting artists and helping artists and trying to get them, like, figured out with, like, opportunities and, like, how to help people make money. Mm -hmm. I'd, like, set some artists up when they came into town with, like, stuff at the U and, like, at MCAD and try to get them, like, some money to, like, for teaching and stuff like that. Um, so I really liked that aspect of it. And I think that for myself, I moved away from like liking the gallery aspect of it. Okay. Um, I just didn't have the energy to do the gallery stuff. And then that kind of just like fed into like not having the energy to do any of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I have been toying with just like different ideas for what that could look like of like, if I'm interested in like the residency program, aspect of things and I'm interested in helping artists and like what are some things that I could do to do that yeah um and I a a bunch of friends just bought this piece of property up in Finland Minnesota it's like an old schoolhouse it's really cool they got it for like nothing um and they have I mean they're doing like a bunch of cool things up there but like I went up to see it last year and I was like man like buying something like this and then having a space for artists to come like hang out and make work and like live would be great like outside of a city and like an area where like they don't have to pay rent and they can just like come crank out work for a year yeah and then talking with like galleries and like talking with collectors or whatever um so i'm like toying with ideas like that but of course like um yeah yeah i mean and and i feel like too there's just so much like we're all we all have to spend so much money in order to get any opportunities yeah and that was like the great thing about the white page is that it was like free um Mm -hmm. And, like, it wasn't something you had to pay to apply to, which is, like, everything is something you have to pay to apply to. And we're all broke. Yeah. Um, And if you aren't – if you are able to do these residency things, it, like, 
it ends up being like your parents are, are supporting you through it. And a lot of us don't have parents that can do that. Yeah. You know? Um, and so I don't know. It's like a nice idea to try to figure out how to like do that sort of thing. So I know so many people who are just like so talented and doing such cool things and they just like have to work all the time, you know? Yeah. I feel like, sure, yeah. well, I want to talk about this sort of, yeah, art and money thing a little bit. I was just going to say on a, thought of of that is like I kind of feel like early on as I was like deciding to do art I almost like automatically felt like I needed to like have half of my art be commercial art and half of it be for myself just because like I didn't want to like or I don't want to like um make all my money like working at a restaurant only or something like that you know like and it's like um and then I guess to go along with that uh I recently met someone at a zine show and then he came over for a studio visit and he was pretty passionate about just talking about how like not a lot of people are buying art in the Twin Cities. Well, it's crazy because there's so much money too. Yeah, like the art, you know, we have a pretty thriving economy and like we have a pretty thriving art scene for like the size of our city it's growing yeah it's definitely growing like there just isn't really well i don't know and maybe i'm wrong so i want to get your opinion but like there doesn't seem to be like a culture around like collectors or people who want to come and buy art and pay like um you know what it's worth yeah totally totally um he so yeah he he said he had worked at a few galleries like as an intern and like um more often than not he found that like the galleries would start being like, we're going to form a list of clients and like collectors and we're going to like change that. And then slowly it just wasn't working out. And then they switched to like more like grant based art and like nonprofit stuff. And like, I feel like, I don't know, like, I I feel like that kind of pushes art and keeps it in this like academic realm or this like institutionalized realm where it's not like emerging into like a commercial not commercial, but like a, a realm that can be like, you know, economically supportive for artists. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, uh, it's so complicated. Um, so there are, I have like kind of a variety of theories as to why the collector stuff doesn't happen as much. So in the eighties it did in the eighties. Yeah. Here in Minneapolis in like the eighties and early nineties, there was like a really like big thriving like art community and there were like people spending a lot of money on art. Um, and now I don't know if it's just like everybody goes to like target to buy shit or they Mm. go to the MCAD art sale, which is like discounted art prices. Right. That like you can go, and look at MCAT and they're like all their walls are filled with like young artist stuff and you can just buy work for cheap. Yeah. And like that mm. is like. Well, what, like I know so many people and I don't want to hate on it because I don't know a lot about it. But like from my outside perspective, I know so many people who like go to that every year who aren't even yeah. artists and they that's like what they see as like I'm gonna buy art this year totally and then like I don't even think they realize that they're getting art at like a fraction of the cost of well, what and it's like, worth well and it's confusing but too because like, like for the artists like 
you're they're kinda, young and they're making some money and so it feels really good like right some, you're like taking advantage of like their young careers in a yeah. way i don't know i don't want no 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 no, no. it's like no it's like something that like actually makes me really upset because like i think that it's like fucking the art scene yeah. i think that it's like fucking like commercial art stuff here and i also am i mean like what we liked about what i liked about the gallery was that we always kind of had like never intended to have a space where we were like selling work because I think that that can also aim somebody's artistic practice to like make something that is more sellable. Yeah, and like definitely. when we were doing the ga- when I was doing the gallery stuff, we wanted to have a space where like people could come in and just like experiment and do whatever they wanted and not worry about making money off of anything. Yeah, which of course is like it's great when you sell something; it's awesome. It feels so good, but it does have to be within like a certain realm, you know. Um, And like a certain type of work in some cases. And so there, I don't know. I mean, like with Minneapolis, I don't know how you, I don't know how you get people to, I've had this conversation with so many people and I don't know how you get people to want to spend like a thousand dollars on like work. And there are some spaces that are doing it, like the Boakley, Todd Boakley Gallery. I think that he sells stuff there. There's a really nice show up there right now. If you haven't seen it, Lauren Roche. Um, Oh, I heard about that show actually. Her work is great. She's awesome. I think I actually saw it on your Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Looked at it. Yeah. You should all go look at it. She's great. Um, And he like, he, I think, I don't know a lot about Todd, but like he, I think had a, I, this is all hearsay. He had a space in like the 80s and 90s. So I think he was coming out of like that time period. Sure. So he has like collectors that have followed him from then. And he's mm-hmm. like kind of like over by like the aisles and stuff like that in that area. So he's like in a good area mm-hmm. on like a good block around people who have money who want to like pop in. And people trust his opinion, um, which is great. But there aren't a lot of spaces like that in Minneapolis where that's the case. And I've had other friends who have, like, run galleries and they've, like, struggled to get people interested in buying work. And that is, like... Yeah. That's the struggle. Um, I don't know if people just end up going to, like, Chicago or, like, other Midwestern cities to, like, look for that. Um, I... I wonder, like, if it... Well, because now I'm thinking about things like Art of World, too, you know? Like, that's also a thing that people go to and they're expecting to spend $15 on a piece of art, you know, yeah. like, which, I mean, I, I sold prints there and sold a bunch of them for that price yeah, and made yeah. okay money. But like, it's, you know, it's not really like, I heard that when Art World first started, it was more like, um, more about the art and buying the art. Yeah. And now it's like more of a party. And then that kind of has changed things. And, I don't know. I'm just like kind of thinking out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that there's also, we, I don't know how you get the, I don't know how you get like young people who are working at like Target and making money. Or like working at Medtronic or like people who actually have money. money. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you get those people interested in like spending a lot of money on art. And I think that that is like, we was in like the community people that we know, like, man, if I had like a grand or three grand, like I would love to buy certain work from certain people. Yeah. And I don't have that money. And so you, you work off of a system of trades and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you, I mean, like I think about like my family, um, I don't know how you develop taste. I think that that's what it is. Is like, well, yeah, I was going to say it's like a, yeah. It's, you have to develop you, taste with somebody and like get them excited about certain people's work and get them excited to experiment and like look at things differently. Um, like I don't want to make any sweeping statements, yeah. but like 
I imagine that like if you're an engineer or like a lawyer and you live in New York, you're just exposed to so much art all the time that yeah. like you kind of inherently develop a taste for it and then you're more confident in buying something for like $3,000. Yeah, well, I think that it's all like, I think that you have people who are like guiding, like who, who can help guide you in like mm-hmm. what your taste, like help guide you to what your taste should be like. Um, and that's like kind of like the role of people in galleries and things like that is to like help you figure it out if that is like something that you want to spend money on. Um, but I mean, like I've cleaned houses here where they're spending a grand on having a house cleaner every month, but they don't have anything on their walls. Yeah. And like, if they do have something on their walls, it's like boring stuff that you can pick up at like Target or Ikea. Ikea. (laughs) And I mean, I I like to, I'm a forever optimist. I'm sort of like, well, I think the tide is changing. And I think that that's also like a lot of galleries are opening up in Minneapolis and hopefully like. We are developing, like, a community and a scene where people are, like, interested in seeing what is going on in those galleries and, like, interested. Like, I'm I'm hoping that that kind of, like, the tide changes a little bit more um, to help. I kind of feel like we have, we're lacking this, like, middle range. Like, yeah. um, I feel like we have very strong institutions like the Walker and that art is, like, untouchable. And so people go there and look at it and they're kind of creating a taste, but yeah. they're not creating a taste in stuff that's, a f- like, affordable for yeah. someone to buy. Yeah. And then you have, like, the very um, commercially art that has, like, the state of Minnesota outline on it. Yeah, there's it a lot like of people love Minnesota. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that sells for, like, $20 a poster or something. And, yeah. like, I think a lot of artists, they gravitate towards that work because they that is, like, what they can do to make money. For sure, for you sure. You know, like, here. Yeah, for but, sure. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, like, Kevin? There's, like, a big, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that much. Like, you have a CX and know a lot more about that world than I do working in yeah. galleries and stuff. And I haven't really... Dive dove into it that hard but like just thinking about like in my own life there's such a big gap between like the people I know in my life that do like they make some sort of art or they make music or something or they write mm-hmm. they do some sort of creative thing either for their to make money or just for their passion or whatever and like they're into artists and they're into this kind of art or they're yeah. into like, like you talk about developing taste yeah and then I think of like it's like I maybe that's that middle ground of like I don't know that many people like I have people that are into art and do art and yeah. they love certain art. We can talk about art. And then the people that are outside of that are very outside of it. Yeah. yeah. And they yeah. seem very intimidated. I mean, my own right. family and close sure. friends that For I, sure. growing up, I didn't grow in like an, up in like an artsy household yeah. or anything. I had like a, like an artsy aunt, yeah. you know, who can like chat about it. But other than that, right. it's like you're either in or you're out. Yeah. And there isn't that middle ground. So a lot of people that I know that like maybe have extra money to spend, like they don't think about what kind of visual art they like and they and beyond that like i don't know if anyone's really held their hand to get into it too which is a big thing it's intimidating well i think that's the thing like when you go to a gallery and it's like a big white room and people aren't always the friendliest i don't even know like i sure love art and make art but i go into places and i'm not always sure like what am i supposed to like what is this you know like you need a little yeah, yeah yeah have you guys i don't know if you guys have been to like hair and nails ryan fontaine's space he moved back from san francisco last year or before that I think they just hit a year. Our friend but, made their website. That's all I know about them. Oh, I yeah, haven't yeah. been, but yeah, no, they're they are like some people. Um, the two that run that space, like th- I think that they are, they are so nice, and mm-hmm. so encouraging, and like 
really friendly. And I think that that is like the thing where I'm like looking at that. I'm like, yep, there it is. Like that is like, it's an easy way to like get into it is because like when you walk into that space, they're really, really nice. And like, so down to like talk with you, even if you don't have like the right vocabulary for art. I think that Mm -hmm. that's like so much too, that makes it intimidating is like the right vocabulary for what you're looking at. And like, I think it's hard for people to say anything other than like, well, I like that. And like, where I mean, like, fuck, I went to like college. So like, I know how to explain why I like something. Right. Um, or even think about why you, why like, you something, like something. You know, that's you an know? art process. But also just like, like, I think that's a big gap though, is like telling those people that aren't into it or whatever that like, that is valid. Like oh, if you just sure. go like, hey, I really like those bright colors or whatever, like simple totally. or like, I like those blobby shapes totally. or whatever it is. Totally. It's like. I think they think of like, I mean, because I still do it certain with things I'm not as knowledgeable about yeah. like certain kinds of art that I don't understand. I'll go like, mm-hmm. I think I like that. And I feel, you feel kind of stupid and you don't want to say it. Yeah. And I think that's like a big part of that gap is for people to like, I love like when I'm talking to my friends that aren't into art about art for at times, sure. which yeah. when it does happen and they're questioning about what I do or other people. Yeah. And I like to encourage of like, they're like, well, I don't know anything, but you know, like, I don't know. I think they're just like fun color. And I'm like, that's valid. Totally. That's a great start. Yeah, totally. Well, I love those colors. That's enough. Like that's yeah. not, you can get deeper and farther into it if you want, but like yeah. that's, yeah, no, that's, you're into art. That's, cool. That's something that we've been talking a lot about. Like yeah. How as, as artists making something, a, a responsibility that we have is if we have an idea, we have to be able to hold someone's hand through that. Yeah. And to say like okay, I'm not the only person who's going to be experiencing this. I'm making this in a room or my art space or my studio, but it's going to have to live outside of that. Yeah. And if someone's going to enjoy this piece of art or experiencing or experience it in some way, this idea is going to have to translate. Mm -hmm. And if it's only going to translate to people who have that vocabulary, then I feel like you're missing out on so many people and I'm I'm trying to make art right now that yeah. is appealing to everyone or at least appealing to as many people as I possibly can and trying to distill my ideas down yeah. into something that is um, like attainable for anyone who's never heard of the music that I make to enjoy I think yeah yeah that's so important I th- <laughs> yeah I don't know I, I was just gonna say like that just building off of that like part of what makes art like translatable to like other people is like where it's being shown yeah you know like is that space accessible to all types of people is it not and like i guess my comment too on that oh how (laughs) my cat's in here and she's super cute (laughs) and almost started baby talking (laughs) (laughs) he forgot doing an audio podcast (laughs) (laughs) go lay by his cat Um, <laughs> yeah, one second. No. <laughs> um, oh no, we, she's embarrassed. We scared her away. Uh, <laughs> but like, so I, I have two thoughts. Like one, I feel like maybe we have kind of a catch 22 situation going on in the twin cities where like it is so competitive to make money. So then artists kind of want to take this like, um, competitive elitist like stance on their work and then that makes it less accessible overall to people Mm. who have money to buy it i don't know maybe not yeah but i mean i think i I don't know if it's like i don't know if it i don't know if it's exactly like that i think it's just like sure i just think it's like something where like you gotta like you take your friends who aren't artists I, i hang out with like mostly just artists 
Yeah. And so, like, every, yeah. when I go to, like, openings, I'm running into the same people, you know? And, like, that is, well, like, it's just, like, like, in this, you're, I'm in this scene. I know what the scene well, you, is all about. You go, to an, you go to an art opening and you're seeing the same people every time. Yeah, so, yeah. So, like, and those people are usually artists who don't have any money who are trying to, like, make it themselves. Totally. And so it's, like, how do you open that up to a wider you, community? Yeah, and, like, I mean, I think that that's, like, partially our own responsibility. You bring yeah. your friends who don't have, who aren't artists, you know? Yeah. You, take, you take them to openings. Do you have them, like see what they're interested in, help them to, like, look at people. Because I do that with, like, my friends all the time where I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. have you been looking at so-and-so's work? It's so fucking cool. And I think it's just, like, having that conversation with other people. Like, I need to be better about it, mm-hmm. too. I try to send stuff to my brother or my sisters or, like, my parents of, like, people that I think that they would really like. And I think mm-hmm. that that is, like, it's, it's sort of part of, like, our own responsibility is to make sure that we're just, like, we're doing yeah. that and like taking people to think, you know, taking them to artist markets, taking them to like shows and like just trying to push everybody outside of their comfort zone and push ourselves outside of that too. Yeah. We're a, a polite Minnesota society of not wanting to push anybody to do something that makes them uncomfortable. Passive, yeah. we're a little passive in that way. And I think that, well, there's, you know, polite, passive, there are different words for it. But I think that that is just sort of like, that. that's like a good place to start, you know, is just trying to force family that you know have has money and like you look at their empty walls and you think man like I know stuff that you would like I know people's work that you would really enjoy and like maybe it's not I mean my family like buys shit from me all the time or I give them my stuff all the time yeah and so I I think just kind of trying to push them outside of like just acquiring my stuff you know and trying to get them to like look at other things is like well I think that's like that's the the step that's hard to make is like they're probably buying your stuff because they you're they you know, love they me. love yeah, you and yeah. like and they, they know I'm also broke. like are <laughs> no I'm broke but like yeah. <laughs> like my parents do the same thing like they'll buy my art yeah yeah but like I some I try to have the conversation like my mom is like really into buying my art and I yeah. try to have the conversation like well let's talk about why you chose this piece yeah. versus this other piece and then build that conversation to like. You know, like now, can we like what maybe is that like a taste that you have that you yeah. can see in other art? I haven't really like taken it that far, yeah. but I've gone there because like she'll be like, "Where should I hang this in the house?" Yeah, and it's totally. like, "Well, well, why do you like the piece?" Yeah. And like, what it what is, is it the colors or is it this or you know like so. Um, but I was gonna say maybe this is too high level, but like like maybe too philosophical but like <laughs> do you think like society has just gotten way too individualized and people don't really have like you know like schooling is so specific and then you get into your career and it's so competitive that you don't really have the capacity to try to like like it it takes energy to like develop a taste in music yeah like yeah. everything is kind of like you know you you can just throw on the radio or pandora or yeah. spotify playlists and you don't really need to like spend time making Thinking a music library stuff. and yeah. collecting you records or something like, like i think everybody used to have to curate. yeah like yeah. people because in my you had parents to go pick out your records if you like, wanted records yeah you yeah. had to buy records yeah, or, yeah. um so like yeah. it like buying a record could be like close enough to an experience of like buying a painting yeah. and like curating something visual and yeah. so maybe that's we'll why say. it was more accessible yeah because people are also yeah. aren't used to paying for art anymore. Like that's, music is free now. I know. Well, I mean, I think that or that's it's ten dollars like, a month, and it's just given to you. So like, well, yeah, I think that that's like the thing. Is just like 
man, I have a hard time spending over a hundred dollars on something, you know? Yeah. And I think yeah. that like when you go, when you go to friends' houses, like when you go to my family's house or like other friends who like, I don't know, like it's, it, you look at the walls and it's all stuff that's the same size, you know? And yeah. like they, 2D work, it's, people fill up their homes in, with 2D work so quick. Yeah. And um, so I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, I think that it could be like a larger saying and i think that maybe we're starting to we're starting to move away to once again forever the optimist i feel like we're starting to move away from it because mm-hmm. i think that a lot of people are like trying to be really conscious of what they're buying and i think that that yeah. like starts with like clothing so. people are starting to be like oh i want something that is like maybe made in the u.s and like Handmade fuck it's it's like, like yeah. it's, it's expensive yeah like it's gonna last yeah. and i think that that is like maybe things are starting to move back into the direction mm-hmm. of like rather than like the quick fast easy thing um, the quick, fast, easy, cheap thing people are starting to maybe start to shift into, well, I would like to buy something that I'll hold on to and like something yeah. that doesn't fall apart. And what does that look like? And there, it just is a matter of like trying to build a world where people can walk into a space, see something they like, and then think about being able to purchase it and like not have to feel like they're being judged by the people around them or like yeah. people don't, you know, I think that that's just so much of it. It's so hard to walk into a people space where like, you don't know people. And yeah. it's hard to like ask a question about like, where's the price list if you don't know people, you know? And just trying to like help people to build that confidence where it's like, it's okay to ask. That's like why yeah. people are there. They're there to help mm-hmm. you and to ask and like help you get to know the artist's work or help you do all those mm-hmm. things. And it just has to, it's an accessibility thing, I think. I think it's, there's like a certain level of like it's the per- the people who are like looking to buy like a level of laziness to a certain extent, but I also think it's a level of like making a space feel welcoming and accessible and like mm-hmm. I don't know if you go to Midway, Megan at Midway, she's so nice and like so easy to talk to, and that is like why people go back to spaces like that is because like people are and, and I think that like with mm-hmm. the White Page people are like that too where it's like they're really nice. If you talk to Alana Luca Gilliam, she's like the nicest and yeah. is so down to like make jokes with you and get to know you and that stuff is like really important. It makes people want to go back to a space and like feel like they're part of it too, you know? Well, I know like personally speaking just because I have siblings who aren't artists or well one of them's artist one's not and like she's made comments when she would come and hang out in more of a creative crowd that like no one's interested in what she has to say once they find out that she's a physical therapist yeah which is crazy because that's a cool job tell me about that yeah (laughs) that's so cool yeah but it's true because it happens it doesn't happen all the time and like obviously you know i'm not trying to single anyone out so like whatever but like it's happened before enough where like she's hesitant now to like come hang out at an art event yeah with me yeah it's that like, makes sense and so and i've probably been bad about it too you know what i mean like it's just i think it's it, it's, it's hard to walk into a space where everybody i mean what a like a young sexy crowd of people once again, talking about sexy young people, yeah, you know? Ooh, hubba, hubba. Yeah. Um, but where's the sound? Yeah, ooh, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, but I think that, like, ooh, it's sizzling. Yeah. Uh, I think that, like, it's intimidating to walk into, like, a crowd of, like, really young, like, good-looking people who are dressed, like, cool yeah. and covered in tattoos. Like, that's fucking intimidating. That's sexy. Yeah, you know, ooh, like, uh, sexy and hard to, yeah. if, you, if, you're, if you have, like, a, a normal job. And a nine to five, and you own a house. You're coming after work, you're maybe wearing work. like a suit. You don't understand why like, everybody's shit. drinking hams. Like you're yeah. confused. It's because they're cheap. That's why everybody's <laughs> drinking them. <laughs> but like, um, 
do you understand why it's hams now and not PBR? Oh, <laughs> God. Kidding. Did you see that article? I can't even get into the Pages article. No, I didn't article. see the article, but woof, woof. I noticed it. So it's, it's like, there was like be a thing. Was there a I'm dumb City Pages article? No way. Probably. Yeah, is it surprising no. to you? Did they write something half-assed and bullshit? It was so... Condescending, maybe? Hey, City Pages. Fuck you. It's like an article about why hams is cool. I was talking to a friend about that. And it's just like bullshit because like, why do you have to write an entire article about like, why? young people are drinking hams yeah it's like because a friend of mine and i were talking about just like it's because like a lot of diy spaces don't have any fucking money and so they're trying to buy like a cheap beer that they can sell for like three dollars how cool like yeah how cool would it if the article was one sentence long because it's cheap because it's cheap that's (laughs) it why do you write an article yeah like to be fair my friend's some of my friends were on like the cover for it, posing oh. with the hams, which they okay. looked great. Young, sexy, sexy people. Yeah. Bringing it back to the young, sexy yeah. people that we all know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that article. They, they've written worse things than yeah. the hams is cool for sure. Yeah. I know. I know. I just think it's like a waste of space to a certain extent. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. just being like, well, there's got to be something else. Well, that's else a whole other discussion of like how the internet is a complete waste of time now and it's not moving anything positively. Uh oh. But we're not going there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can jump. Into that, yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> well, what I'd it rather is. jump into we we started kind of touching on like um, fashion. Yeah. Um, I know, like you've you've done some like drawings or paintings or prints on some yeah, pants. That was cool. Um, no, you continue. Oh yeah, yeah. just because like I want to hear about that, but also I think I've more and more heard people mention in the last month. That like they're drawing like one thing that have sol- has solved problems for them in like deciding what is like part of their voice with like color mm-hmm. in their art is by looking at their wardrobe. Oh, yeah. And I've done the same thing without even realizing it yeah. where it's like, oh, fuck, like I love that bright orange coat. Yeah. I love putting that orange in my yeah. artwork. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, cool. I haven't heard that. So you're saying like if like look at what you're willing to wear is like. That's yeah. So I think like it can get really day. like. Um, cha- like it can get really heady to like to sometimes be like fuck like what what do I make and like what why do I make this decision and I think it can just be as simple as like well what do you like and then if you don't really know what you like you can like look at shit that you've curated already and if you like are in if you care at all that's about good, the clothes yeah. you put yeah. on when you walk out that's something that we're like forced to curate yeah kind of because of societal expectation it's like a way one way that everyone can express themselves so then yeah. it's like look at your wardrobe and it's like well shit like that's my color scheme and that's been like my favorite colors that have come out in my art so why don't i just stay there yeah but anyways like yeah you you that's um love yeah, gray <laughs> god i love gray don't and even get me wearing start. all gray i've been right really now. into just wearing gray all lately. your tattoos are gray and black Aren't they, they black? have their yeah. they have some color oh, there's, there's oh colors. wow oh, i know wow, <laughs> wow there's some I, color in there i feel but like for the most part gray. you've been lying to us this whole i know time. i have some color on <laughs> i don't really um yeah i think that that's you, yeah. that's something that's been kind of interesting because i feel like for so long when it came to like fashion um, and style, I felt like, 
sorry for using this word, a pussy, because I, I mean, I just like <laughs> felt like I fought, like didn't know what I was doing and like all of my decisions were wrong and like that I was also like a poser for wanting to like care about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Poser is a word that I've been thinking a lot about because I feel like we all used it in middle school all the time. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like it's like made me yeah. overthink so much because when you're in middle school and you like something, someone would just be like, oh, you're a fucking poser for liking this thing that you don't know much about. Well, you but have that's to be a poser get- to be... A not poser. Well, that's yeah. how you figure out what you like. And that is by like that, seeing somebody yeah. and how they dress. Like and think I was like, like yeah, a that looks cool. I want to try it. Rizzo out. poser for so many years. I bet yeah. at like Rizzo printers saw me and like that fucking guy. He just bought a Rizzo and it sits in his bedroom. You that's know? how like, you figure it out. Is there, like, like I mean, there's like posers that are actually just like trying to like rip something and yeah, like copy totally. and be like. There's people that actually have like a shitty attitude about it and you're like yeah. you're a poser. But most of it was like like I dealt this in skateboarding growing up like we. You know, people would call people posers or whatever. All the time, yeah. And that I was a beyond, poser skater. Yeah, and like it, for it like was one year. But a lot of it was really shitty because it was grade. a lot of kids that would like. And I guess this is a specific thing to skating, but it relates to art too. Is like a kid would show up at a skate park like with a board he like never rides on and like hasn't learned on yet. Doesn't he's intimidated as hell and is just there and like doesn't skate for sure. And people would be like, that guy's a poser. He doesn't for actually sh- skate. And it was like, dude, I think he's terrified because everyone's already doing it really good and he like hasn't. Yeah. And that's you know, and he learn. doesn't know how to. And yeah. it's the same thing we're talking like that goes back to what we're talking about with art. Yeah. Like how it's upon us as artists or makers or people to like to invite people invite, in, be generous and like yeah, yeah like, totally. bring people in and make it accessible and be like, hey, no, 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 it's cool. Like, like I think about like with bands, like sometimes their records, like people that really know every band and every genre and every record that everyone is really, you know, and like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm also like, sometimes I'm afraid to be like, oh, I really like that band. Yeah. I'm like, oh, do you like, like, okay, this album or that album, like which track, like, do you yeah. think that era was that? And yeah. I'm like, oh shit, I only know like the, the greatest hits. Like, yeah, totally. And now I, I feel know like, like a few of those songs. And now like, I'm a poser. I don't actually like the band. It's like, totally. no, fuck that. Like. You like that band. Like, even if you like their greatest hits or whatever it is, like, you're still a fan. Yeah. It counts. You can go deeper if you want to, but you don't have to. Totally. It's that idea of, like, there's no right or wrong way yeah. to yeah. Ex- bring I, I art, think, yeah. interact with art, yeah. you know? I also think that goes down to this thing of, like, I really firmly believe that, like, anyone can be an artist if that's something you're passionate about. Yeah. Like it doesn't really matter how long you've been doing it or if you went to school for it or if you're selling your work. Yeah, totally. Like, or why you make it, if it's just a hobby, if it's important to you and you do it. Yeah. Or if you're just like barely into it and you do it a little bit, like that counts too. No, for sure. No, all of it is valid. (laughs) No, for sure. That's glad we all agree and not one of <laughs> like one of us isn't like actually hey. I only like work from artists I went to yeah. Yale. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that, Yale. That art school. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like a grad program, don't yeah. they? I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean I think that I don't know. We are all just so hard on ourselves all the time and mm-hmm. I'm like trying so hard to like I think that I, I'm currently surrounded by a lot of like very cool friends who are experimenting a lot super like with sexy. style super sexy <laughs> yeah. very well not very young yuck uh, <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> just, ugh, yeah. um, but just like people but like my friend like people who are like feeling confident and trying to figure out what they're up to and like taking mm-hmm. their fashion more seriously and like I just dress like I'm a little boy and I'm just accepting that like I'm around friends who are like definitely more femme than I am and I think that their styles are so cool and I'm just mm-hmm. kind of like Letting it be like, yeah, I think that it's like so cool that you wear all that leather and also like those cool, like little crop tops. I'm not into doing that. That's cool. I can still have like my own fashion or style. I think like that is like 
a little boy style and that's chill too because i'm an adult and i'm allowed to make those decisions and i don't have to do what other people are doing <laughs> uh yeah, I think yeah. that it's, it's interesting though when you were saying like how you're fe- like what you're wearing is like so much like your work. When I look at my closet, it's all black, gray, and then like um, stripes. Yeah, that's pretty uh, much it. You yeah. had a lot of like patterns and stripey there stuff. There was a lot of stripe right? stuff and the stuff you printed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. checkerboard. I'm really into checkerboard right now. I think that's just cool sure. looking. So I'm trying to find clothes that like have that stuff. In my head, I was like, man, it'd be so cool to just get really into like black and white patterns and wearing a lot of black and white patterns because I think that those look great. Um, and yeah. mixing them up a little bit, you know. I had a hot look this winter, black and white polka dot turtleneck, oh. black and white uh, sweater that had a little, I'm blanking, a checkerboard, not a checkerboard. This is, I'm just really getting derailed by like my finding the right word. What? A grid. There we go. A plaid? It wasn't plaid. It just was black and then it had like a white grid on it. Cool. I know. Thank you. I agree. It was a hot look. Nice. Hot 2018 (laughs) winter look. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I, I think though, like just any artist, it's a cool exercise because to look at your wardrobe because it's something that you've been forced to make a decision that you like yeah totally. and it's not and you don't like i think you don't aren't challenged with like it is a little bit like sometimes you think like oh like i saw that and someone was wearing it and like is that why i like it can i rip it from them yeah but like i feel like that's more of a challenging question when you're making like a drawing or art and you're like i really like um like expressionism painting Am I ripping Van Gogh? Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, if you like something, like make what you like. Yeah. Because that's going to be the most fulfilling. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like this idea of like your your wardrobe. Like I think of making art, how it's so heady and I'm always thinking about it and overthinking and analyzing and worrying and wondering if I'm going the right direction or not. Yeah. Versus like this thing that like, I've been picking out my clothes and I'm not like, I don't call, you don't call that your art. But yeah. like you've been curating your wardrobe, like that's a but it is thing. art for some people. Yeah, but like you. So oh like, yeah, I have some yeah. friends where I'm like, man, that style is so cool, and they put a lot of thought. I think it's also just like this worry of being too vain and like yeah. indulging in yourself too much. And I think mm-hmm. I'm kind of embracing like indulge, man. Like, like get into it. Yeah, just yeah. get into it. But I also like the idea of not being into it as much and yeah. just like having this wardrobe that you've curated that you're just like acceptable. Like I'm cool with this. I'm yeah, into it. like I'm not totally. like super into it, but I'm like, yeah, I like the way this looks and I've and you're also like doing what you do in art where you pull from other people like yeah. I'll look at like yeah. I'll see like it's always totally. like skating usually is like that dude's wearing and like you don't talk about this like especially like skateboarding or maybe some people do more but you'll yeah. be like that dude's wearing like tighter pants like that looks pretty fucking cool like that year and then you go try it and you're like you're Kevin, and it doesn't work for me or not but like you're it's <laughs> yeah. just like pulling from other artists but it's this thing with the wardrobe where it's funny to me to look at that because it's something that I haven't treated as like hey this is my work yeah. This is my art. This is what I'm putting out. It's just like mm-hmm. the thing I do and I just silently put it on in the morning and go out yeah. and don't make a big deal of it. Whereas like my artwork, I'm like, hey, like here's what I made. Like I worked really hard. You know, like I really, I'm but talking about like, it and thinking about it. And this one's just like this quiet, like, dude, you're doing art this over here. Yeah. I and, feel like, like you're just more accidentally true. like your philosophy and your wardrobe is totally the same as in your art. You know, like it, it like makes sense. Like you're, 
you, your clothes have continued to evolve. You're not like this outdated no, yeah, like, yeah. dude looking like a, uh, a scrub. Yeah. But like, but there's a yeah. but there's but this beautiful like, honesty of, to it. Yeah, like exactly. Or like think about like when I, th- I was thinking about like dads. Like a lot of times yeah. they talk about like your dad reached a certain age where like that's your clothes. Where like dads mm-hmm. that wear '80s shit or something. You know, it's because like they just they hit that age where they're just like, ah, I don't care anymore. These are my clothes. I like them. Yeah. And there's like this beautiful honesty that you could relate to like artwork of like when you finally like settle in and just go this is me i have a funny like (laughs) dad story related to that i lived with a friend beth and her dad visited from milwaukee for the first time this was like two years or when i I don't know fucking five five years ago four years ago wow and i thought the time that movie her came out yeah yeah continue (laughs) (laughs) He, he had this very prominent mustache and I was just like talking to him. And at the time I had a mustache and he just said, you know, like one day I was about your age and I grew a mustache and it never went away. <laughs> and That's sick. The next day I shaved my mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, but now I have one it? again. Yeah. yeah. Why'd you shave it? I don't know. I felt like I like to like change up my like, I don't know. I don't like to like have like I, I'm afraid of of that happening Having like one like day I thing. turn a yeah. certain age and I just I, well I guess Stop. my thing's a mustache yeah, yeah or yeah. like I guess like this is my wardrobe you know like but yeah and I, I don't think that'll ever happen just because I think well maybe your thing is moving forward and pushing like yeah like Axel was saying like embracing it more yeah yeah like reaching, you can also just reach a point where you're like accepting that like not accepting oh this is me and this is what I look like or this is yeah. what I wear but accepting oh this I'm is, actually into this, and yeah. I want to like think about it and get more into yeah, it. Yeah, totally. And push it with or against the times yeah, or whatever. Totally. Yeah, I started like I. My mom, um, Lee, loves to make us look at photos of ourselves as children. So she keeps sending me photos of myself as a child, which is kind of weird, just to have like this whole thing, like a pile of yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was looking at the photos, and I was like, "Fuck! I've always dressed the same." Yeah. I'm wearing the same shit that I've always worn. I'm just bigger now. And I like still was like, at that point, she would get so frustrated with me when I was a kid because I was just like, sweet little girl. And I was like, I want a bowl cut and I also only want to wear black. And she was like, "That you're a sweet little girl. Why is that a thing that can't yeah. put on a dress? And I'm like, no, I won't. And I think now just like, I've, I, I think realizing that has made me feel more confident in myself as an adult of being mm-hmm. like, yeah, I've always liked the same shit and I'm just going to mm-hmm. like what I like and wear what I want to wear. And mm-hmm. like, even if my friends are around, I don't, I mean, I don't even, I, I feel like getting older is so cool because you yeah. just like, you don't compare yourself as much to other people. And I think I'm just like at this point, like get me into my thirties. Can't wait for it. Um, if I'm feeling cool at 28, like 35 me, yeah, I'm going to feel I like awesome. that well, I feel, I'm yeah. so into being older because you just feel better about yourself because yep. you stop caring about all the people around you and their weird judgments. Because it's all <laughs> no, personal. I mean, it's I all coming like, from people's yeah. own shit. I've felt like this. I've said this where like adulthood is just like trying to figure out how you, what your flow was and how you felt about yourself when you were six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like what you're going to be when you're 35, you know? Oh, yeah. You're going to be like, fuck it. Like, this is who I've always been. Totally. So, yeah. like, who cares? Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. that cool. I just always, when I was younger, I always felt like I wasn't, like, cool enough or in the in crowd enough or all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm just kind of getting to this point where I'm like, I'm fine. Like, we're yeah. all fucking fine. And I need to stop worrying so much about, like, 
what I'm up to because I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, oh, God, you get so into your own head about, like, your personality and shit like that. This is also a thing I talk a lot about. Therapy, it's great. Everybody should go to therapy. Yeah. Makes you feel better about yourself. Makes you feel bad sometimes, but also makes you feel good sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of, like, getting to a point where I started going to therapy again, like, last year. Um, and... I just feel like within, like, the year I've gotten to this point where I'm, like, used to beat myself up about being, like, too chatty and, like, too loud and too over the top. And now I'm sort of like, no, that those are all, like, positive parts of my personality. Yeah, totally. And, like, I just got to accept all the things that I am and be fine with it, you know? Um, so that's why I can't wait to be 35. I'm feeling this good at 20. <laughs> really good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to feel so good about myself. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait for those good feels. Well, the world just, like, it just pounds all these expectations onto you yeah without you even knowing and then before you know it you're you're like doing something because someone else told Told you that you should be doing it i know well now it's like a subconscious stream that's constantly hitting you on your phone like where you just don't really understand why you want something i'm I'm really putting my phone (laughs) on this grayscale thing because like i don't want my dopamine programmed yeah, you know, this was something that we were talking about earlier. Was putting phones yeah. onto grayscale so you can't see yeah. all those little red alerts. Oh wow! Yeah, I think Interesting. I, I think, think just like we all got to put our phones down. I mean, and I'm fall into this too. Yeah. God, I got to get yeah. off my fucking phone sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes I'm really good at it, and sometimes sometimes I'm it so just creeps bad. up onto you, and you're like, holy shit! Like one thing, like I know I always sleep better and feel better the next morning when I don't scroll. Before Just I go to bed. stupid shit. And so I'll like sometimes be really good at like putting my phone across the room, yeah. setting my alarm and going to bed. Yeah. But then sometimes I go for like a whole week where I'm just like, Oh, I just want to look at this one thing. And then like 45 minutes later, I'm just like, I should be going to sleep now. I know. I need yeah. to. I'm I'm you know? so, sometimes I'm so good and I like delete Instagram off my phone mm. and just don't need, like every time I delete Instagram off my phone, I'm so much happier and like more engaging. Yeah, and then yeah. I put it back on my phone and I get addicted again and I get so mad at myself yeah. because I'm like, get, yeah. I mean like. Well, uh, it's it's like a it is a drug. Like the it's addicting. programmers have come out who invented these algorithms, yeah. saying that they programmed with human dopamine and different brain chemistry involved. So like the yeah. the red like and like all this shit. So, anyways, it's like a drug. It's yeah. like if you're like, yeah. oh shit, I'm back into cocaine, you know, like, yeah. and I'm not a very nice person. I know it's with like Instagram, I'm like, I'm you're take- like. Taking too many videos, although yeah. my style is looking on point today, and I want the world to know. That's, cool. that's <laughs> the other side of it. It's like there's also that part. Like we've talked about this of like, yeah, you're like an artist, especially you know, especially if you like you want to put your art out there. It's and a way. You're like to, you, you have, have to. to have it, but it's also fun to do too because it's know. like I like having an audience or even like. Just well, have friends have, like see my shit. I, I wouldn't have any of the opportunities uh, I have right now if I didn't just share my work on Instagram. Thing. And that's like the only place that people are looking. I know, at. I know. And that's where my be, like we talk about friends that don't aren't into art looking at art. That's where that happens for me. Like that's a good yeah. Starting I'm point at least. Always like sending stuff to well, people. friends that follow yeah. me and see my weird art, and they kind of yeah. get a little more like yeah. Yeah. But yeah, also yeah. like like you're we're all just creating these very specific bubbles and it's half of it is our online brain. And like, we saw that not, I don't want to go here, but like we saw that with the election, everyone was like getting fed their own newsfeed 
And everyone like thought they knew what was going to happen. And then it didn't happen that way because like you're creating your own false world. And like, that's maybe why people who aren't artists have a tough time feeling like I have the vocabulary and knowledge to like decide on something. And I have taste. It's because like, they're not really, their bubble doesn't include developing that taste. Oh, I think that it's just, you can close yourself off. Yeah, Yeah, totally. There's so much of just like, well, it's not for me. That's not meant for me, sort of a thing. And I think that yeah. that is, um, yeah. But I don't it does like happen subconsciously too, because you just follow who you follow, and yeah. then you follow the suggested follows from that. Yeah. And if you're like yeah. not following art, you're just not suggested art, and yeah. then it stops coming up on your algorithm. And yeah. then it's just well, like and there's fucking like, algorithm. Does anybody else wonder about that stuff? I, the do story it, I don't, algorithm. I don't want to be Ooh. those. I, it's driving me nuts. Kevin yeah, only talks about algorithms. No, I don't want to be the person that brings up the Instagram algorithm all the time because I, I just like I, I bring it up all the time too though because I want answers. I want answers what about are your why questions? Did one person come up first yeah. versus the other. Oh, and they person? also switch around on <laughs> yeah. stories. And it's, hey. it feels like it, it's fucked. Like, I, and yeah. I, I've experimented with like, oh, is it somebody who's watching my videos over and over again? My friend David told me to get out of my own head, and then I'm Ian, the only one who's watching Ian my videos. Thinks so. It's proximity oriented, like they no, know. No, it's, it's, it's not though. It's not. It's not proximity oriented, and I know that because I've done that with people before. I've experimented with where people get moved to based on like our location with each other. Also, how the many times they watch that. our videos. I've I've had a friend watch six my videos sixteen times. She got moved up to slot number four, but she was in she was also in the same room as me. Why is she number four, not number one? Well, you this know? is what's this is what is really weird. Yeah, like the answers. I feel like I feel Too like much. they're up to something very like sneaky. I know. Because like I feel like sneaky th- for this what? might sound like what what's their goal? This might sound really weird, but like I feel like if I've like gone on a date with somebody or something like twice, all of a sudden they when they up. watch my story, they're I at the top. No. Oh, you see it's it. it you see it first because it's not chronological. Or not, either it's like they show the first three or the three like like they show a few names and yeah, then yeah, yeah. plus some likes. But it's the stories too, where it's like who shows up stories first. It's not who watched it first. No. It's just this random thing that well, no one knows. People get moved around all the time too. Right. Like sometimes, sometimes somebody like drives me crazy. This is something that keeps me up at night because it is like <laughs> this so. This is why I don't get into it because I'm like I can't get down this I rabbit hole. I can't. I just gotta live with it. it. <laughs> at first maybe I was it's like, not maybe... even Instagram. It's AI that's developed Uh-oh. in the cloud no. and they're, they're no, up to something. something. Too far. Oh, can I say something about the cloud really quick? Yeah, okay, number one. Okay, so I do not understand technology. I didn't. My computer was gone for four years. Just didn't have a computer for four yeah. years. Cool. One day I was looking at my phone. I was showing somebody photos. Somebody else's nudes popped up on my phone. Whoa. Somebody I'm not friends with, somebody I don't know. I think so. I don't know how it happened, but then they disappeared the next day. They were there for like maybe like 15 (laughs) hours and then they were gone. So everybody be careful with your Your nudes. Your nudes are on (laughs) other people's clouds. Sometimes they pop up in somebody else's and I don't (laughs) understand how that happened. And it's very scary to think about. I've been mad at the cloud lately too. Apple's what has the cloud done to you? It's all pissed off at me because I like don't have enough because I do like the dollar a month, like ninety yeah. cents a month cloud. I'm like whatever, fine. And then lately they've been like, your cloud's full. Give us five dollars. And I was like, no, just get rid of some stuff off the cloud. But they don't give me that option. I have to like go work hard. And I don't know. It's just a it's so it's a yeah, fucking it's, like such a low level scam for like a big tech company. I know they're like, just it's such a shitty grift for like 
Apple. Yeah, but like, Apple. I, I want to, maybe we can take it here because <laughs> I feel like even <laughs> no, in the last <laughs> month, I feel like just generally it's tipped over to like, I just don't feel positive about like what I'm doing on my phone. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I, I think there were like confusing pluses and minuses in the last year, but now I feel like it's just completely tipped no. over and I feel like it's going nowhere. Like it's not pushing humanity anywhere positive yeah. no, anymore. Like, and we're like lost in these like vortexes of just like staring at the screen and it's like all controlled by like greed and money. There's like nothing there that's like really survived that's for positive good. Yeah. No. A- anything well, that's like, well, like not the, the big goals at the ends of it all are never like help humanity make no. things work better. It's always like just get more attention, like, make yeah. more money based on advertising revenue or but like, then, like people get sucked into the yeah, dopamine and like, you know, you have like all these friends who move to other cities and then all you see is them like talking to the screen and posting it to Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to call anyone out, but like, it feels a little bit. Yeah. It's not we Michael. Know. No, is this like, why Michael's moving Michael to LA? Though? Talked about it. I've always I told him to when he moves to LA, don't don't <laughs> post selfie videos. Why? What because about it's like? What about it, Joshua Hardesty? He does that. Also, selfie videos are I'm fun. I'm just counterpoint. I love, I don't yeah, know. no, I love selfie right. videos. No, there's just, yeah, it's not bad always. There's just a fine line. Like, if that seems like what you're doing <laughs> always and only. Oh, yeah, well, if you're doing that all the time, you shouldn't do anything all the or time. Or if though. it doesn't yeah. feel like, you if I know you and it doesn't feel like Tastes you're being good. yourself, it's yeah. just like, shit. I know. Oh, if it's I mean, like, yeah, if it's like derailing you into being someone else. Yeah, that's well, what I mean. It's yeah. like when it becomes something that's like taking control of you sure, and you're yeah. not using it to control it. Yeah. 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 Our, our internet personalities and personas are so fucking weird and we all have them to a certain extent mm-hmm. because like you build up yourself online in a different mm-hmm. way than you are in real life. Yeah. Uh, there are like certain friends that I've had to just like not follow because I hate how they are on the internet and that sucks and I'm sure that I've, yeah. I've like lost followers because of I'm sure the same reason when I get into lip gloss. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, everybody don't give me a hard time about dog photos. That's my friends are giving me a hard time. All you do is post photos of your dog. She's really, really cute. What? Who's saying yeah. that? These just idiot friends. They're just <laughs> dumb Kevin idiot friends. Kevin posts a lot of dog photos. <laughs> That's the only thing I feel like I post that like is universally loved. Well, yeah, totally. Everyone them, loves dogs. Or at like, least they say you? that because it's cool to say that. I, I know. know. Maybe it's not really true. I Maybe dogs have... are just in right now. And... I know. I know. I've <laughs> no, also, I'm have sorry. To... Like, what are dogs? I only know about doggos. Yeah, dog, oh boy. doggos. Doggos. Doge or dog? Doggies. D O G G. And puppers. Oh, sweet, sweet little puppers. I'm always cruising photos of that stuff. Pufferinos. Oh, Little sweet buttercups out there, you know? wonder what Esther, my dog, is doing. She's just trying to snuggle up to Axel. Chauncey's being cool. She's also gray, which I'm into. We're talking about the cat again. Yes. Um, sorry. Uh, what are we trying to talk about again? We were talking about we, well, we were talking about the algorithm. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. That was oh, me. Yeah, I got yeah. all worked no, up that's about okay. it. Hey, we well, like just quickly about to touch shit. on this is the last little piece of information I have about that. Go for it. So, algorithm, Instagram. It's interesting. First, I thought then my my latest theory was it was whoever you were texting a lot. Mm. It's not that though. It's not. Yeah. No, it's not. What is the it's, Instagram? It's, if it's, you're listening, I think I need it's, to know. It's, it's not. Nuts. I think it's like a very advanced um, thing. I think honestly. it's a lot of. It's a lot of. It's different like things. an we'll aggregation of like it. location, 
maybe <sighs> texting, uh, maybe who's like watching. Like, I feel like they take into account someone who is like gone to your profile actually I think to that scroll that's a through lot. your stuff. Yeah, who's searching you. And like even like people who open mm, a photo be, that I you posted that a, years ago. Yeah. So it's like taking into this account of like this is good these people are kind of interested. Like we're going to show them that yeah. like they and like whether it's trying to like make friendships or like whatever, but it's they're like they're trying to do something. They're keep up to you something. on they're the app is what they they just, they just want to keep, keep you there I and know, they, they show you the right person that you are interested in. Like, oh, exactly. Yeah. I think it, a lot of it, too, like, go, it Kevin. seems super yeah. weird. It's, that shit that happens where you're like, how did like I hung out with that person and now they're showing me their stuff. How did they yeah. know? Like it usually it's like a magic trick where like it seems crazy, but then like there's usually some route to like yeah. they know that person. Well, they know that they look like, at that keep thing you on they, the whatever. app longer. Yeah, yeah. like oh, they, they seem kind of interested in this person, so like we're gonna just throw their stuff yeah. in their yeah. face for sure. Yeah, everybody should get but, off their phones. This is all conversation about how you should get off of should. phones. I've been really more. bad. And do you know what's lately? like really cool? Oh, I was just going to say, one of our favorite artists, he's like an illustrator, Braulio. Have you gone to his so website recently? Cool. I looked at it. I, I if actually, you go on his, I'm, if you go I, to mobile, it's just him. like, oh, you DM'd him? I was like, your website's really cool. I love it. <laughs> That's cute. Him. That's so <laughs> cute. I love so, it. It looked good. It was just super cool. Looking it looks that. really cool in general, oh, but then you, you like... If you open it on your phone, like in mobile view, or if you just make your browser really skinny to see what it looks like in mobile, this thing just pops up over his work that says, get off your phone. Oh, I didn't see that part. That's cool. Yeah, Yeah, that's sick. We should all get off our phones, though. I don't want them too much. You know who's been helping me with that lately? Who? Sister Krita. Nice. I've just been, well, doing the mornings, like trying to do those word poems like she does, and then just, ever since I got that book or whatever, it's like the, I don't know, like I'm just realizing like, just the difference between like turning on a podcast or turning on music mm-hmm. where like music can just be there and I don't have to like listen into the lyric. Like, I mean, you can, like, that's a great way to listen to music. But like, I was in this thing where I'd like listen to a podcast every morning or like just start diving into content yeah. right away. Like, when I wake up and like through the day pretty much. And then I was like, oh, okay, I want to do this little like word poem, sister creative mm-hmm. type thing that I've been making lately. And it forces me to like, I can't listen to a podcast because I have to sit and think about these words and put them together totally. in some interesting way. Do you know way. who Sister Krita is? No, I don't. She, we talk a lot about yeah. her because she's, she's kind like of like an influence hero. She was like a screen printer at um, a nun school. She's a nun. She was a nun in mm. San Francisco, and she was like probably making like way cooler pop art than Warhol. <laughs> yeah, she was But like at the same time. Influenced yeah. by the pop art stuff, so she got into that. And she did a lot with like it. just like cut out typography hmm. and like crazy colors and like um i don't know we'll super rad. super beautiful yeah. stuff she's the coolest lady but like just like the idea that i just have to like oh if i have to think about words and like what they mean to me and put them together in some way like i have to just listen to music and not yeah. some content i, I or be reading something and like just taking that like hour in the morning is the best thing i have been i haven't uh, been not with like i've kind of tried to do the same thing Where like i wake up walk the dog Make myself a pot of tea. I'm like an avid journaler. Mm-hmm. So I try cool. to do like a little log. And I've been trying to be really good too about um, like not just writing about bad things. Because I found in the past, yeah. oh God, if you go through my old journals, it's scary. <laughs> I was in a dark place there for a while. But like 
I never would write whenever I was feeling good. And really? Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's all fucking really dramatic drunk That's ramblings. And it's sometimes in yellow marker and you get worried about your 23-year-old self. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I should get rid of these, but I will not get rid of them because it is good to see what was up. Um, well, if you're only writing the bad stuff, like keeping writing, that in mind. Yeah, and I'm just, I try, I'm like yeah. recently I've been trying to just like write a little log of like, today I walked the dog mm-hmm. and then I did this thing and like I'm meeting up with these people mm-hmm. and these people are important to me for this reason right now. Um, and then I've also been trying to write little letters or like postcards to friends. So I try that's to do that in the, the morning. Yeah, that's um, cool. And just give myself like a little chunk of time before, because I'm so bad at giving myself time to just kind of like sit. Just sit and, and think like, about what's going on. Yeah. Like, don't have anybody tell you any information right now. Like, yeah, just totally. Sit and think about well, I think, life yeah, I was going to say like uh. that I've been caught in the cycle of like sitting and, and like thinking I need to think about my art. And then that includes like looking and researching on Instagram. Whereas yeah. like if you just let yourself sit yeah. and like take a deep breath and then like, carefully think about what you want to work on and then just go Mm -hmm. work on it that it literally can just take like 20 minutes of just like letting yourself not worry about that shit well and and it's like a meditative practice too to a certain extent like i it is yeah i mean like i think that that is just like it all sounds so lame but being one with yourself being with yourself that was something Mm -hmm. um a few years ago, I went through like a, a pretty traumatic breakup. Uh, shout out to Blake, nice guy. But my mom then, I realized I was dealing so much with like anxiety and just like this other stuff Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that I had never really seen in myself before. And my mom sent me a variety of self-help books. The first three were helpful, and then she sent 12. So that was too much. My mom's a therapist. It was like this. <laughs> For somebody who's dealing with anxiety, you do not keep sending them books about anxiety. <laughs> That's not helpful. But in some of them, like, she sent me a lot of books about meditation, and that was, like, a big mm-hmm. part of, like, what they were talking about. It's just, like, when you take a walk, like, don't listen to something. Yep. Like, just, like, walk and, like, take in what is around you. And I think that that, like, for my own work, that is, like, because some of my stuff is, like, architectural-based, um, that is, like, such a helpful thing for me to remember to do. It's just, like, take a breath, think about walking, look around, like, take in, like, the architecture that's around you, and, like, you just kind of notice the changes around you a little bit more, I think, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. It helps me keep in touch with, like, the seasons. Like, it's so much nicer out right now, oh, and the yeah. birds are chirping, and, like, just thinking about that stuff rather than being plugged in all the time. Or even plugged into your own brain. Like it's like be present and just taking in your surrounding and being open to like whatever that means to you. Yeah, totally. Like I'll go for a walk and I'm almost never plugged in, but I am plugged into like this this, certain like little bug of anxiety that's like you need to think about this project that you're going to work on after your walk. But then Mm -hmm. it's like you're completely not open to like experiencing your surroundings, which like you said – you might see something and it just kind of all makes sense, yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. It's um, usually like the answers. You either know the answers or they're all just out there in front of you. It's just, yeah, you need you to take need to like 20 yeah. minutes sometimes to like, let them seep in. Like, well, yeah. 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 It's like something I've, I've talked to my mom a lot about that sort of thing because she's just like, I don't know what's up with your generation, but boy, are you guys anxious? And yeah. she, and she's like, it's just the whole group of you. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. feeling this anxious when I was your age. Well, and I think that a lot of that is the level of like uncertain, like uncertainty that we face. Mm-hmm. Like when my mom was like twenty in her twenties, she like got married to my dad and started a family and like had a career path and was well, going and there down. There were like a lot of jobs that you could just have. There were and, like, careers that you, you could you have. You need to make sixty yeah. grand a year. Come here. You have 
yeah. Naval High School diploma, yeah, go yeah. there. There you know, like, in debt to try right. anything. Oh my either. god, like, the debt, man. Yeah. It's like the so debt. Fucked. I mean, think about anyone who's in debt. It's like you're anxious, and all of us are in debt. So well, it's like. But I also know people who aren't in debt, and they're still fucking anxious yeah, because we're always not doing enough. I think that that right. is like something That's that true, yeah. um, when you look at. Uh, just everything. Even when you're doing everything you can be doing, you feel like you're not doing enough because you should always be doing more because we're always seeing that or everywhere somebody's else. Somebody's doing more. Right. Yeah, we're you see- want to do what they but do. Yeah, because yeah, we're like yeah, looking yeah. at, we're like building our lifestyle and building ourselves off of what we see other people's lifestyles right. on the internet being like. And that is like, it's a false reality. It's right. like, that's not actually what the person is all about or what they're actually yeah, up they're, to. Right. And this is all about how we should get off our phones. <laughs> uh, this is another loop back to getting off. And this is to sure, myself. Yeah. I'm so bad at it sometimes. But I thought that that was like interesting that my mom said that because she was just like, yeah, it's like fucked. That's really interesting. You guys yeah. are fucked right now. And I feel for you because like you got to get out of your heads a little bit. And um, I don't know well, if it's just because we, we grew up with all of that technology around us, you know, like. Yeah, I feel like it's just like it's an infinite source of information constantly at our fingertips and that's just like not the human brain isn't really like able to process that in a healthy way yeah it's a lot like imagine like when our parents were our age they were walking around with their car keys in their pocket and that's it in their wallet yeah totally you know like they were think of how much easier it would be to be present you show up to a hangout like you don't have the excuse to like go to the bathroom and like look at texts or like Totally. You know, be think even just like having it on your pocket and you feel it vibrate and you're yeah. thinking about it and like well, um and I I mean I I do also think that that was part like some of the I think the part of it was also like the expectation for like our parents generation was like you get married and you start a family. Yeah. And like then you you build your like you keep a career and like you do those things too and like your career is like your life to a certain extent but so is like that f- the family part of that is so mm-hmm. important and I think that with our generation, because I don't even, I think my sisters, like my, my older sisters were a little different. But I feel like for us, like we've grown up in a time where like you, there's always a better option. Yeah. All the time for everything. And like there's like this level of uncertain, like uncertainty for like what we want because like we are all having to like define our lives in such a different way mm-hmm. as like if you want a relationship, well, there's like 18,000 different ways to have a different type of relationship. So like, which path are you looking for? And like, if right. you want to start a family, there's like a million different ways to do that. Like what kind of family are you, you know, it's just like, it's all so hard well, and even it's to like, figure out. Yeah. And then it's like super confusing. Cause it's like, well, there's like thousands of options. Like, who do you want to date? You know, like it's you get all on getting Tinder fed. All the you time. get on Tinder or you get on even Instagram and you see people you admire and you're like, wow, they're an artist and they're super cute. Like maybe I yeah. should try to meet them. And it's like, you can, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, it's, I think yeah. it's challenging for a lot of people. Like you have infinite possibilities, is all how the you time. feel, but that creates this like idealistic. Impossible. It's it's not reality, you know. Well, like there's you always form this better. idealistic yeah. like view of yeah. what it should be, but and you do that not just with dating, but with like art or anything totally. like your career. I think it's important to like sit there and be, and like realize that we're all doing like more than enough. Yeah, we're all fine. Like we're all doing so 
much. Like, just chill out and be like, yeah. pat yourself on the back and be like, yo, like, you're doing so much. Like, like there's always going to be... like Chill the fuck yeah, out, and you te- know? Like, technology <laughs> or not, like, there's always going to be a million questions and a million right or totally. wrong, like, and things to worry about. I guess, like, yeah, I don't know, like... The best days, I think, are when I, like, do sit and think in the morning or, like, drink a coffee or, like, walk my dog right away in the morning. And it's those days where I'm like, oh, I got to do this. I'm worried about that. I'm not sure I know how to do that. What if I should work on this or work on that? Like, what about – or bigger things, too. Like, am Mm. I going – am I on a good career path? Like, all that shit's swirling and I'm stressed and anxious. And it's those days where I, like, go drink coffee and walk a dog. Or, like, and I see, like, oh, the sky is, like, super blue today. And you just stare at, like, that's a really nice blue. Yeah. Mm. That's awesome. Like – Totally. Hey, at least we got that. And then, like, it doesn't solve. I know, honestly. It doesn't make all your decisions, no, totally but it, like, it, it clears all the blocks. And then you just suddenly, like, you get that feeling where you're like, okay, a- I do have to decide all that stuff. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Whichever one I decide will probably work. And maybe not. I don't know. But at least, like, the sky's super blue today. Like, that's that's good. Like, I'm just, like, taking a breath every now yeah. and then is, like, something that it sounds so fucking stupid. But, like, it's, it's, it's just, yeah. like, a thing I've had to, like, teach myself how to do is, like, every now and then just, like, stop and, like, take a breath and, like, go back to what I was doing. And, like, yeah. just realize. I mean, I think, too, once again, late 20s. Boy, oh, boy. What a weird time. Um, <laughs> what a cool time. It is cool. I'm, I'm feeling, I'm, like, I'm. Well, so I shouldn't say late 20s, mid 20s. Fuck that. Yeah, that's a weird time. 25, 26, 27. Ugh, ugh, awful. So bad. Just so confused about every not sexy. (laughs) No. Young, not sexy. (laughs) Now, 28, very sexy. (laughs) Ooga, hubba, hubba. The last one was like a tiger. You know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's like 30. Does this mean that we have to start having like sound effects? Yeah. We do, yeah. Absolutely. And we use that cool little button thing. Thing that can be any button that you have. Ooh. Hey guys, wah, wah. I will. We we can all sit down, do little recordings of what we think the sounds are, and then that yeah. should be the sound box. Is just yeah. like the recordings of ourselves. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. I like that. Yeah. So every now and then I could pop up, hava hava, like yeah. that, even if I'm not here. <laughs> yeah. What? That's oh, fun. Shit. That's exactly <laughs> every guest crazy. that comes on gets to record one, one cool sound effect. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then that's it. That's them for. Honestly, that's the on. that's the podcast. That's a cool new podcast. Hubba hubba. <laughs> Ooh. Eventually, it's only sound. Yeah. <laughs> at some point, we reach and eventually, and then our, listeners, it's nothing about our <laughs> listeners will just listen to the podcast, and then their friends will be like, "Dude, what the fuck are you listening to?" And you're like, "Oh, it's just, like I'm sound just... effects, like oh." Yeah. Like this person just said it was amazing. Yeah, like, you gotta, you gotta, you have to have listened yeah. from the start. People will be That's like, I liked their earlier it. stuff when they like had to talk to people and they didn't have to run through a thousand yeah. sound effects. <laughs> I think that that is, yeah, a great earlier idea. Earlier work was better. People will love it. People will love it. I can't wait to hear it. You know. Um, yeah, I was just gonna cool. say that I, I think like something that I'm excited about to get away from my phone back on that topic. So I do think that's so important right now and yeah. we should be talking a lot about it. Yeah. Honestly. Um, There's so many things we should all be talking about. Continue. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's a huge thing. There's a lot of huge things too. But <laughs> there's a lot of tiny things too, like Chauncey. Oh, there. no. Just back to the cat. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think like if you can, like I've... I've like sort of gotten excited about and distilled down to like uh, like thinking of longer extended projects that I want to work on. And so like and then just holding yourself to that decision and that way you can just spend time working on them and not like researching online and like doing all this stuff or like trying to be inspired. It's like and that can come here and there. But if you have like 
And some people are, have been better at that than others. And like, yeah. I, I feel like though, I'm just like starting to have this clarity where it's like, I want to do this project. That's going to be like a year or two long and this one. And I'm I just going to like accept that that's like my voice for these few years. And I'm like excited about it. And like, I don't need to like put myself in this mass confusion. I can kind of just like work. Yeah. I, I was talking to a friend and he's like very much so on like a path. He has like a plan. He's got a five year plan. And like, I know. Um, yeah, that's cool. I do not. It's like important. (laughs) I think to like look at people and like have those conversations sometimes of being like, well, what are your goals? Yeah. You have goals. I have none. I need to get some <laughs> fucking goals. What the hell am I trying to goals do? Good, yeah. But I mean, I think it's interesting because like he and I both like go about things in very different ways. And we were talking mm-hmm. about that. I've just like he has like a path and a career and like and I like this this long term plan for himself and I've got no fucking clue. And it is so easy to look and be like, oh man, the grass is always greener. Yeah. Because like I look at that and I'm like, oh, I want a career. And he looks at, like, what I'm up to, and he's like, yeah, but you have time to do whatever you want all the time. And I have, like, and so I I guess uh, I'm trying to find, like, a middle ground of those things of, like, finding goals for myself within, like, yeah, what, I have an idea of what I want to be doing in five years. Like, Mm -hmm. what, like, just trying to pin down some, like, thoughts about that and like where I really want to take like my own work and if I'm like trying to show it and if I'm trying to show it then I need to like lock down and like get some ideas more together because I have an idea of where I want that stuff to go and I need to like I do focus in a little but I think it's obviously different for everyone but for me like the hardest part about making goals is making decisions I know and so I think if you can like somehow figure out a way to make a confident decision, it's much easier to set a goal out in the future and be okay with working towards that. Because I also believe that when you set a goal, you almost 100% of the time achieve it. Yeah. Because like it starts to dictate your little decisions every day and that builds and compounds. And like, um, and I think as long as that goal isn't something so specific, like I want to turn into a cat in a year and marry yeah. Chauncey. Oh, my God, yuck. Ugh. <laughs> you know, Everybody like, just did a little look around for that one. <laughs> We're worried about you. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, yeah, dear. That can't happen. <laughs> really? I don't think it can. It's a bad goal. I was thinking when you said, like, a thing, I was, like, in my mind, I was like, oh, own an island. Like, that's crazy. Well, that's kind of what I was trying yeah, to get yeah. at. A like, something thing. impossible. Or, like, all right, like, but what if, or, like, win an Oscar. <laughs> Counterpoint, what if we had an island? We all pitch in. That sounds great. We build our own island. Counterpoint, what if I code an app that's VR and I plug it into my brain and then I can turn into a cat? I can bring Chauncey with oh, that's me. That's true. And then we have the island. And we have the island oh. in the app. This is going very well. We're making a lot app. of plans. We all have Absolutely. to commit to this now. We were just talking Absolutely. about it. <laughs> we, have, we have to commit yes. right this minute to this to idea. Right. Michael's looking a little like yes he's no. supposed to move to L.A. Uh, but. Cat app yeah. island. <laughs> <laughs> the- we can program L.A. in this little island. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, at least the driving. We'll just not have in, very long. I'm not in love commutes. with LA here. This isn't. Yeah. 
No, I know. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I thought yeah, it was an interesting yeah, yeah. thing to I'm talk not, about. I'm it's not a guarantee, but hey. it's, but hey, I mean, that's a cool thing of like, I think if you say you want to move to like a place in a yeah. year, you will set yourself up to do that and you will achieve that goal. I know. But like, if you say I want to win a Grammy in five years, like you probably won't achieve that goal. Yeah. Why not? I, oh, yeah, I could maybe, win Grammy. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. People win Grammys <laughs> every year. All the time, year. all the time. They it's win important to remember, Grammys. yeah. We're still young. True. We can there are hundreds and thousands people. of Grammys I bet if there. you set, I think, we need somebody to try, Michael, he's a musician. Yeah. Set a five-year plan, say five years, I want a Grammy, and just start working backwards, there's got to be a way. Yeah. Like you might have to do some weird shit. You, or you have to ask yourself I don't know. the you question do it. of like, is that, some, is that something that you even want? Like what, what does it mean to well, you? I know. Yeah, but that's besides the point. Like let's say yeah. you just really want a Grammy. <laughs> Could you in five years just fu- like win a Grammy? Yeah, I think, I mean. We could win Grammys for the do the you'd cha- album design. you change everything. But we could win Grammys good. for like um, Kevin's little intro music that he hummed, you know. Yeah. What what that? That? I don't know. Remember, we were talking about intro music. Da 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 da. Sometimes talking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you just came in on that last note. That was good, Kevin. It was beautiful. <laughs> I mean, all right, five years. I'm gonna win a fucking Grammy just to prove you wrong, Ian. <laughs> okay. All right. I like it. <laughs> That's like. Did you ever see that? This old, but like that South Park back in the day when they did like Christian rock because Cartman like bet that he could win. He made a bet that he could make, uh, make a gold record, I think, and with Stan. Christian Rock? Well, he like, first they just, he's like, I could win a gold record. It's like, you're an idiot. You can't win a gold record or make a gold record, like sell that many records. It's like, you don't even play music. He's like, oh, I can figure it out. And he goes and starts like a Christian Rock band because he figures like, that's the easiest, fastest way to like get people. To well, buy that's, it. A, that's so funny because really he's good. like, it's the easiest, shittiest music to make. We just yeah. do a bunch of it, and people will buy it. People, Built-in audience. You yeah. See, if you just say you like Jesus? God and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that, just like, change I, it all I, to Jesus. And everybody yeah, like, there's oh, fuck, a lot of people cool. out there. No, but that that's like a really good example of this of what Michael was saying is like, if you say you want to win a Grammy, you probably could in five years, but you would totally have to be so open to like making anything that will get you there. Well, if I've, that's I've, your goal, I believe you can do just about anything. Like if we if if we're all so broke, we we could become Wall Street traders. We we would just have to change our taste, that's, change our desire, change like our relationship. Well, you have to work. That's the thing. Who wants to have a job? You have to just go in day in and day out. You have to start doing like cocaine in order to like. Really stay up oh, that long and you'd work have that to change hard, your you know? sensibilities and, and like you how to, you see the world. Here's and the thing: you learn a few things, but mostly you just have to like meet like the worst people in the world and like grow to really like be in those. Clubs hey, I know some it. like nice uh, people on Wall Street. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't know anyone. I mean, on Wall I'm sure. I'm sure. My next project is going to involve someone on Wall Street. That's crazy. Yeah. But you'd. But yeah. my point is, is that you'd have you to just, just change. You just change a lot of things, and then you could do that. But most most of us have. Wall Street if, people could buy our art. We can't alienate them. If you well, have, sure this fine <laughs> Wall Street. Yeah. No, I mean, I totally, yeah. I don't. Sorry, yeah. Mike, but I, I also think of Wall Street as just this what? weird thing where people just do like weird gibberish and like bet on stuff and make all this. It's I like also don't a, understand it, so I think that no, I can't really weigh in because yeah. I got no clue what that thing is like or what. But if I don't know, I watched uh, the Big Short. Oh yeah. And I felt like what that movie said to me was that, like, nobody understands. Like, it's all kind of, like, ridiculous. Like, they're yeah. not saying they don't understand. Like, they understand more than well, I do. It, 
But at the same time, it also is just like a big, like weird betting gambling thing where everyone's yeah. just like, I think that one's going to be like, yeah. but I feel like I in this weird way, that's like kind of, it's like as abstract as art. People are just oh, yeah. guessing and fucking around and some people like, it's just a fun game and some people it's like more than that. It's more scientific and yeah. like. I don't know, like, and if on you're, another level. And if that, you're doing but, it where you're just like, I'm just going to make a bunch of money playing this stupid game, and you're not like, this is my life, and I'm better than everyone because oh, yeah. I'm a Wall Street person. Like, yeah. there's a right and a wrong way to go about anything, I guess. I mean, I think that it's just, like, one of these things where, like, I always have to remind myself of just, like, you can look out into the world and see everybody doing all these other things and, like, feel so envious of what everybody else has. And I kind of always have to just, like, stop and, like, look at what I'm up to and be like, yep, you're fine. Like, Quit comparing sure, to everybody yeah. all the time. And that's it. That's all. That's See, all. <laughs> I, like that, I like that little... Was it a really uh, long one? I like a minute 40, hour 43. A minute 43. Oh, a minute 43. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, my God. I didn't even get to my questions. You didn't even get... Oh, no. This was one. Do you shop at Total Wine? Total Wine? Did what is really that? that? Yeah. It's not a question. It's like this huge big box liquor store in Roseville and like people I keep hearing people say that they shop there Wall Street people go there yeah that's crazy well, Axel, is there anything you wanted to get to before we cut off no and, I like, think I'm, I'm plug good anything no nobody oh. listens to this so but if yeah. hey, we're does, gonna get some would, really my dad's gonna listen out, sweet Norman hello your... to my father yeah. <laughs> actually he'll be very proud um <laughs> we'll put that in in the intro just being like we'll like plug your just like where they can find your artwork oh yeah because like usually we do that at some point like hey like yeah i kind of forgot to do that i was just really into like do it right now like do a cameo and just um, yeah hey oh are you into instagram me too check me out on your instagram handle oh cool yeah it's spelled funny it's a good joke how do you spell it a-h-k-z-z-e-l and, that, uh, and that's and on Instagram? It's, oh, yeah, it's on the gram. I don't have a website because cool. who uses those anymore? Yeah. <laughs> Probably should. Don't understand the internet. Don't Probably know. don't need one anymore. <laughs> Is that it? Or do we do it? No, that was it. That was it. That was great. That's <laughs> it. We're going <laughs> to... <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Plugs, plugs, plugs. <laughs>